You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm so excited to be chatting with Michelle Franzetti with Franzetti Photography on today's episode. This is actually her second time back on the Wedding Whisperer podcast, but we are going to be switching from wedding day photography to boudoir photography. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me again today. Thank you. And you already got over the hardest part for most people is saying the word. One of the things I wanted to start with is actually the correct pronunciation of boudoir. Is Am I saying that correct? So I think like many, many other words, there will be different pronunciations depending on where you are. Here in Kentucky, it is very common for people just to say boudoir. Boudoir, I just like a boo and a doir. <laughs> but technically, it is a French word. It's the French word for bedroom. And so the technical pronunciation is boudoir. But you will get some sideways glances if you say boudoir in Kentucky. And so boudoir is just fine. I love that. I didn't actually know the proper way to say it, but I know with my accent, I'm never going to be able to say it, but I love that. How long have you been doing boudoir photography? I've been doing boudoir for about six years now. So you started doing traditional family photography, you did wedding photography, and then you started with boudoir or went to boudoir photography. Absolutely. Yeah, I started with you know, the traditional stuff. I always joke and I started, I said, babies in baskets. Um, I thought that was the only way to make money with photography was weddings and little babies and that was it. And so I absolutely started with those things first and then found my way to boudoir. So if someone doesn't know what boudoir photography is, tell us what that is. (laughs) I have a mentor, her name is Jen Rosenbaum, and she has coined this phrase, boudoir is who you are. And I love that because boudoir can mean a lot of different things. I like to explain it as a side of photography that is focused on celebrating on a scale from femininity to sexuality. And so, and we are talking about boudoir photographers that focus on women, and there are boudoir photographers that focus on any any gender, but some focus on the pretty and some focus on the sexual. And there's not a right or wrong, but it is important to keep that in mind when you're trying to decide which photographer has the right experience for you. And how did you transition into boudoir photography? It's a good question. The first time I heard of this genre of photography, honestly, I thought, ew, gross. That must be um, pornography, which is probably a word you've never had said on your podcast before. But I definitely just thought it was um, smut, (laughs) for lack of a better term. It wasn't something that interests me. And I kind of wrote it off. And then as I was continuing on the education side of my photography journey, there was this wonderful website. It's called Creative Live. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. They should sponsor the podcast. And it's this great website where you can learn to do pretty much anything. And the shtick is if you catch the class live, it's free. I was still pursuing my master's degree. I was broke as a joke. So I was absolutely going to pursue something that was free. And there was a class from Jen Rosenbaum, that mentor that I had mentioned on boudoir photography. And I thought, well, gross, I don't want to do that. But people are people and lighting is lighting and cameras are cameras. So I'm going to watch this and I'm going to take that knowledge and I'm just going to go do great family photography. And so I start watching this class and this photographer truly approached 
boudoir from a standpoint of healing. She had clients who had been through mastectomies or other surgeries or traumatic births or big changes in their life or just aging. And she really opened my eyes to this idea that boudoir can be a form of healing for women. And just like any woman, I've not always been at peace with my own body. And so this idea of being able to help someone out along on that journey was just incredibly appealing to me. I don't think I knew it would be life-changing at that point. I just thought it was an okay way to make some money. And so I booked a hotel room for the weekend and I booked about 10 sessions for that weekend. They call them boudoir marathons. And away we went. And honestly, by the end of that weekend, I walked away feeling like I had felt, found my purpose in life. That's incredible. It was, it was really powerful. I got to see these women walk in and apologize and tell me they were sorry they had stretch marks or sorry they had some extra jiggle under their arm or on their belly. And by the time they walked out, they'd say things like, well, my husband's taking me out to dinner tonight. And they just, to see that confidence, and even if it doesn't last, you know, of course, they're not going to go through the rest of their life perfectly confident. But to see them have that reprieve from doubting themselves, even just for a moment, I could imagine no better way to build a business. So is the inspiration that you got from essentially that day kind of what made you start your Friends with Benefits Facebook group? So I have this online community that I had started working with a mentor, the mentor I keep mentioning, and she had encouraged me to start a Facebook group. And when she first mentioned that, I thought, well, who in the heck needs another Facebook group? Not me, not anybody else. I'm not going to do that. And she asked me to dig a little deeper and think of what would I enjoy seeing online. And I was like, man, I just wish there was more fun online and more people actually connecting and feeling less lonely in the world and having a good time while doing it. And so Franz with Benefits was born. My last name is Franzetti, so it's kind of a play on that. And I just wanted to bring some fun to the internet, but also have a way to promote the side of my business that was very consensual. So like if you're in the group, you have consented to seeing that type of work. And I think that was important to me is to give people a choice to see that side of my business or not. I guess I had never really thought about it that way. For me, I use the group. I learn a lot from it, whether it is photography, fashion, what somebody is going through experiences you share anonymous posts sometimes like there's something that everyone is going through that you can in some form or fashion relate to absolutely and then for the posts you can't relate to how wonderfully eye-opening they are there are certainly people who live different lifestyles different choices different anything you can think different backgrounds from me and i get to learn from them and get to laugh with them and get to become friends with them and so that has been a really cool bonus for me is getting exposed to all of these other people and all of these other experiences through something as silly as facebook we've all been around to see facebook be plenty damaging, but then to recognize this other side of it, this beauty and the connection that it can offer has been really, really an unexpected joy in my business. And so you've grown from 10 sessions in a hotel room to one session a day in your studio space. Yes, it got to a point where I wanted to make a shift in the experience that I was offering for people and 
I actually went to a conference that was focused on goal planning and they took our phones when we got there and we weren't allowed to speak to anybody, which I'm painting a very bleak picture, but the point of this conference was to give yourself time and space to really dig deep into your goals. And I walked away from that weekend and my overwhelming thing in my head was space. I wanted space. I wanted space to grow my business. I wanted space to welcome people into. And so even though I was still working a different job full time, I decided to pursue a studio space. And that decision also allowed me to really offer a different option to women who wanted to pursue a boudoir session. Okay. And so walk me through what a boudoir session is like just a party all day long. Oh, no. I have no doubt. <laughs> so when you walk in, um, it actually starts well before that. When you reach out, um, my my experience is based on a lot of guidance throughout. So you'll receive emails that help you prepare for your session. We have ways to help you find lingerie. We have ways to talk you through hair care and skincare leading up to it. And most of these things are optional. They're things that you don't have to do. I always joke, if you just show up with clean hair and a smile, we can do everything else. But a lot of people want to feel some control over, over that experience. So we offer that option too. So when you show up at the studio that morning, you walk in and we have a professional and licensed hair and makeup team here ready to go. And they take care of you, thank goodness, because you would not want me doing your hair and makeup. That is not my expertise. And so they help find the style that you want. And we ask questions to make sure that it is the look that you want for your day. After that, if you've brought any pieces with you, sometimes it's lingerie, sometimes it's not, like a jersey or a sweatshirt from a partner or something like that. We lay out all of your options. You and I make a game plan together. We have some discussions about your body and things that you want me to know. We have some discussions about how I work and things like consent. And then away we go and we start taking your photos. And I always tell people after that first couple photos, you won't be nervous anymore. I do show you some photos throughout the day. And typically this depends on the person, but after we finish, you'll go out to lunch. You might go shop, go have some fun for a little while. And then you come back that night and you get to see your images and we get to design an album together. So you have something to keep forever. How many images do you typically take during a session? Too many, <laughs> too many. Um, I'm not sure how many I technically take, but as far as delivery goes, it can be anywhere from 80 to 150, depending on different packages and different wardrobe options and the, the comfort of the client, how fast they get comfortable with photos. But we try to give a great variety of images to pick from because everybody's different. I always say girl brain is crazy. I can see an image and think, oh my gosh, she looks like an app absolute stunner, but that might not be her favorite. And she might pick a different image that's her favorite. So that's why I have the process of having someone come back. And so essentially I can handhold and help you through that process. Otherwise, if you were to just get a gallery, Sarah, if I was to send you a gallery of a hundred images of you and your underpants, and I said, pick 20, you would put that off as much as you could, and you'd find the five images you don't like of yourself and dwell on them. So I truly believe. And so we take it a step further and let you come back and help you through that part of the process too. And so every part of it is protected and safe and fun and positive as you go through the entire experience leading up to an album. So is there anyone else here during the shoot besides you? 
It's a great question. Um, obviously, those hair and makeup artists are here at the beginning of the day, and they stay until we take the first couple photos just to make sure we love how everything looks on camera. At that point, it is typically just me and the client. However, I make it very clear in all my materials if a client would feel better having a third person, they're absolutely welcome to come stay in the building. Uh, I have some rules surrounding that, such as they can't give coaching. I'm the one coaching, posing, and things like that. But And I also ask that it's not a partner. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of reasons around that, but they're all based on the client having the best experience possible. So I would never tell a woman that she had to be alone in an experience. I do recommend it because it allows you just to focus on you and not think about a friend seeing you in any sort of way. But for a variety of reasons, a lot of times it's someone traveling to me has had a buddy come with them. They're absolutely welcome as well. And then for the viewing party in the afternoon, are they typically by themselves for that or do they bring a friend for that? I would say it's about 50-50. Some people who do their session alone actually bring someone to the viewing party because it's just fun. And so if you bring someone with your viewing party, the two things you have to keep in mind is that person needs to be a hype man. Like they need to be that positive influence in your life. We don't want a ton of negativity or critiquing. We want just somebody there that, to support you. And the other thing that you have to consider is if you're making any financial decisions about your packages, you need to be comfortable discussing numbers in front of that person that you bring with you. Okay. And then if someone is interested in scheduling a boudoir session, where do you like start at price wise? That'll vary depending on the boudoir photographer and the experience that they offer. We have a wide variety of packages to accommodate people who have different goals. You will find boudoir photographers that charge a couple hundred dollars total through a couple thousand dollars out the door. And there are differences in the experience level of not just the photographer, but what you receive as the client that will change depending on what price range you're in. Okay. And then um, I know that something that you talk about in the Facebook group is your booty bank. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the booty bank. So the booty bank, that is a program that allows people to make payments towards their boudoir collection. So towards their albums, towards their prints, towards their digitals. And the incentive is you get to make payments leading up to your session and you get little bonuses, little booty bonuses. And so those things can look like extra outfits, extra products. A very popular one is adding professional headshots at the end of your session. So you already have your hair and makeup looking great. We do some professional headshots, so you can use those for a wide variety of things. And so it's basically just an incentive to trust me with that investment and me getting to reward you with some extras for that trust. Okay. And then you mentioned the base uh, session fee. Is the hair and makeup included in that base session fee? Yes. Okay. So for me personally, my session fee includes our time together. It includes the hair and makeup. It includes access to my client wardrobe. It includes any pre-session consultations. I'm available for phone calls and Zooms and things like that. And so all of that is what's included in that, essentially what people used to call a sitting fee. That was the traditional name for it, if people are more familiar with that. Okay. And then I know that you do just women in general, but focusing this on brides, how many brides do you typically work with? My style tends to lend very well to bridal boudoir because I do shoot much brighter, much more colorful than some other boudoir photographers do. So I would say probably about 50% of my clientele is somebody who is about to have a wedding. However, we have a lot of people come back and celebrate anniversaries. So maybe boudoir isn't 
a good fit budget-wise leading up to your wedding since you have other expenses. We encourage a lot of people to come back for their one-year anniversary because that is your paper anniversary traditionally. And so you can come back and create an album. But don't worry, regardless of what year of anniversary you're on, I bet I could swing it to make sense for a boudoir session. Um, but yeah, we, I just, I absolutely love bridal boudoir for a lot of reasons. Obviously I already love the wedding industry, but I always tell people if I can make you feel confident in your underwear, imagine how good you're going to feel in a wedding dress. I wish I could just like in the podcast there. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the ways that brides will use their photos from their boudoir session for for their wedding yes so i feel like if you come in for a bridal boudoir there's lots of ways to intertwine the fact that you're getting married with your session so you can bring props you can bring your veil um i had someone bring his his tie like her groom's tie and we did very fun things with that and so there's ways to bring bring in little moments of your day And then as far as incorporating it into your actual wedding day, it's one of my favorite parts. So it can be your wedding gift to your partner. And the bonus is you're already paying for a photographer and maybe a videographer too. And so that photographer and videographer on your wedding day can capture your partner's reaction as they open the book. And I just think that's priceless. It's such a fun surprise. It's such a fun thing to have captured. And so we've been lucky enough to have several clients that have been boudoir and wedding clients. And so we've gotten to see like the full, the full circle process. And that's just a real big treat. It's very funny. If the person receiving the album is a man, he tends to want to like hide the book from me, like, cause he's bashful that he can see his partner like that. And it's always funny to me. Cause I'm like, Oh honey, like I was there. <laughs> I've seen all of these photos. That's awesome. And then, um, what do brides, like if they do prints or canvases, um, how do they usually incorporate those? I think a lot of times if you're going to do some form of wall art, whether it be canvas, acrylic, or metal, a lot of those are kept as private gifts. So they're not necessarily incorporated into the wedding day just due to their size and wanting to keep it discreet. An album makes a very nice discreet gift. So typically those are kept as private gifts or sometimes um, saved for an anniversary gift in the future. Okay. I've had brides in the past that have talked about putting those in their closet, like if they have a walk-in closet and that way they're still on the wall in their home, but not necessarily there for everyone to see. Yes, we have packages that do and do not include wall art because it's not for everybody, but I have heard some very creative ways to use your wall art at home. And I loved the closet example because if someone's in your closet, they're probably pretty close to you. Otherwise, why are they in your closet? And every day when you open your closet to get ready, there's just this little reminder there that you're amazing and you can be at peace with your body and you can have fun with it. And it's not a bad thing to feel sexy or pretty or powerful. And I just think that's a really cool way to start the day. And then we've had the people who want to order like three giant prints and put them up on their wall in their bedroom. So like anything goes, every client is different. But regardless of where you are on the scale with feeling comfortable publicly displaying these items, we have different packages that can accommodate a more discreet option too. And so you only shoot females, is that correct? And not actual couples? <laughs> I have had a lot of inquiries for couples later lately, and it is making me second guess that. But currently my entire experience is based on cultivating a relationship with one person, and that can be a female or a non-binary person that wants the style that I offer. 
And so the posing guides, the lingerie guides, the emails that I send, everything is geared towards one person. And so I feel very strongly that if I was to branch out into doing couples that I would need to create an entire experience that would serve them well. So at this time, when people reach out for couples, I have great photographers in the area that I refer them to. Michelle, I know that you went viral on TikTok for at least one video, if not more than that now. Tell me about the experience with that and having women from across the U.S. reaching out to you about sessions. I, I would I would call it mini viral on, on today's landscape. It was just fun. It was just such a fun surprise to see a couple videos take off. It has been a double-edged sword for me because the other content I wanted to put out to encourage people, a lot of it has been taken down by TikTok, regardless of the fact that I followed the rules, because of course I follow the rules. I'm a, I'm a tried and true rule follower. But it was just a fun, it was a fun experience and it has brought me clients from all over the country that were looking for someone like me and and what an amazing gift to feel like I'm the right answer for someone. They wanted someone weird and goofy and just wild to trust with this experience and they got to know me through some of those videos and that inspired them to trust me with such a big, um, not just an investment of money, but an investment of trust with such an intimate thing. With boudoir photography growing in the central Kentucky area, what is a question that you get often about it? It really has been growing. When I first started boudoir photography, it really wasn't something anybody talked about. So I am glad that it's it's having a moment. But I think the most common question I get from people is just why? Why would I want a book of photos of me and my underpants, right? Like that's the most common thing that people are initially ask me. And I can't tell you that I have a perfect one sentence answer for that, but I can tell you what I've seen Boudoir do for people and it's helped them feel more confident. It's helped them feel like they conquered something. It's helped them love their body after childbirth, love their body after surgery. I've had people come in to celebrate their body before necessary surgeries as well, or before embarking on their first pregnancy. So they get to kind of encapsulate what their body is now before they get into the next chapter and they can celebrate that chapter too, but they wanted a way to remember what their body is today. It has been such an overwhelming joy to see people celebrate their lives at all different ages, all different life stages, all different levels of health. And so while I can't sum up the why for everybody, I know that if the right person is exposed to the idea of boudoir long enough, they'll find their way to the right photographer. Because I genuinely think, we throw this word around a lot, but I genuinely think it's an empowering experience when the right client is matched up with the right photographer and experience. I love your passion for this. I like it a lot. It shows so much. It's such a weird thing to like. If you had told 10-year-old Michelle, this is how I would be paying my bills, I think I would have some follow-up questions. It is not what I saw coming at all, but it has been such a joyful, fun thing. I've met the coolest people. I get to help people feel good about themselves. And while I love weddings, man, I love getting to stay in like temperature controlled environments during a boudoir session. That's a big bonus too. So it has been, I couldn't imagine my life without it. That's incredible. So if someone is new to Franzetti Photography, tell them how they can find you on social media. The best way is to start typing in that crazy long name I have, Franzetti. It's just like it sounds. But if you find me on social media, you'll see I have a Franzetti Boudoir account separate 
from my other account so you can decide if that content is something you wanna follow. And then I would love to see you on Facebook. We have a group called Frans with Benefits. I think we're up to almost 4,000 Frans now. And if you join in, just hang on to your hat because it's a fun time, lots of goofiness, lots of fun, lots of connection. And our goal was a safe, joyful space. And I think we really accomplished that together. And one last thing, as you are mentioning your separate Instagram account, tell me a little bit about the discreetness with the photos um, that from Boudoir. Is that something that typically goes online? Do they sign a model release? How does that work? Your photos with a Boudoir session are assumed private. And so everything is handled privately. I will never push your name anywhere. I will never, I usually even like check before I text you an image. Um, we try to make sure it's absolutely as private as possible. I could get into the boring background details too, but we do a lot on the technology end of things to ensure things are secure as possible. But if someone does decide to share their photos, which I would say maybe like two out of 10 people decide to share their photos, so it's not very common, there are model releases that I have you sign and we talk through what you're comfortable with. So that's always an option. And obviously those women are who inspire other women to do a boudoir session, so that is a really great thing. But a lot of the people that are my clients are just frankly unable to even make that decision. They're in the medical or law field or in the school system. And for the sake of their job and the people they interact with, they need to keep their photos private. So we absolutely assume that this is a private experience for you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.